Welcome listeners to Act 4 Podcast with your hosts, coming to you live, your host, Michael Moya, Drew Brown, and Boston Smith. Alright guys, Boston, you have the list of stuff, so let's pull that out. Yes, I do. So, what is our first topic, Boston? First question, are we really live? Or, you said coming live. (laughs) (laughs) Shush. Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Every time you press this podcast, you we have to perform this whole entire podcast perfectly every yeah. single time. It's live. It's true. Don't try it. Uh, <laughs> all right. First topic of discussion, recent play productions that we have seen. All right. So what have you guys seen recently, play production-wise? My life is a play. I am about to see um, Romeo and Juliet at really? my high school uh, <gasps> next weekend. Next weekend? Yeah. Okay. If, if I have time, I want to come with you. Dude, come with me, And please. then if Wait, there's... When are you going? Uh, next weekend on Saturday. Um, but so I want to come with you, maybe. And and the thing is, uh, they're doing a comedic version of it, so they're going to focus more on the comedy than the drama oh. and ah. the tragic aspect. Oh. So yes. you should definitely come. Um, that's that's interesting. You need to come to Tuella though. I hear they're doing Kiss Me Kate soon, and I want to oh, do that. Nice. Yes, I want to see that. I would really do. I've never seen that show. I think it'd be interesting to see. I would be down to see that show. With you. Yes. Um, depending on when they do it, because they usually do it at the same time Stowe College performs. So that's Great. fun. Just hopefully not at the same time as Joseph. Uh, Boston, what play have you seen recently? Um, uh, I don't think I've seen any play recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think I've seen anything super recently. Mm. Well, okay then. Um, <laughs> My life is a play. Your life is a play. You're a playwright writing yeah. your own future. All the, the audience is watching us right now. All exactly the world is... Wait. Yes, all the world's a stage and all the men and women really play. Okay, so you know how uh, Andy says that the author always writes like the always writes the character in a living hell, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is if you write your own self in a play, mm-hmm. would that consider self inflected? <laughs> Alright, so I have kind of an answer to this. So when I was my senior year of high school, my my school was doing a, a ten minute ten minute play festival. Yes. So I wrote a play, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this will be fun! It'll torture the actors. It'll be great." And then I got cast in it. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh no! Now I gotta do all that stuff." Uh, oh my god! Just like just guys dressing up in dresses and guys doing dressed up in dresses. British accents and Scottish. <laughs> that's what. That's what my. Uh, well, productions company class did. We had a short play festival. It would be like 15 to 20 minutes. And I was cast as the supporting character. For acting two, uh, in our requirements for acting two, we have to audition for 10-minute plays. That's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I think either at, at the end of this month or next month. I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, I plan on auditioning for those. Uh, I, I'm planning on auditioning. I'm probably going to perform in one of them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but... Um. I want you so bad. Um, yeah, so I'm looking for the best monologue that I'm going to try to perfect. <laughs> Do it. Like, for my whole entire career, of course. But like, I'm I, I, just... Oh, I'm so sorry, uh, Michael. I hate interrupting people, and I hate when people interrupt me. No, so. go ahead. Um, I'm probably just going to stick with my Rosencrats and Gildenstern monologue that I'm going to do for both acting two and the... Is it the one I the use the most? 
Um, is so, the one about being, uh, if we're really alive and what would it be like if we're inside a box? Well, okay, so this is the monologue. So it starts off with, nor do I really. Yeah, that's my monologue. Oh, really? Wow. That's Great minds think alike. <laughs> Y'all should take theater capstone. That's a good yeah, class. That, that, that's my main monologue that Prepia. got me to Snow College through UTA. <laughs> nice. Mm. And that was the monologue that you auditioned with for Pride and Prejudice? Yes, that was the monologue I used for Pride and Prejudice. Oh, nice. You yes. can maybe help me with that a little bit. Well, people just, well, I, do, I perform in a different way than other people. Uh, mm-hmm. Other people do it in a comedic way. It's, mm-hmm. it's a comedic play. It's, yeah. I do it very dramatic. Very dramatic. And uh, when I went to, no, not UTA, State. So State, I used that monologue. But mm-hmm. I had notes from the people that judged us in State mm-hmm. and Region, and they said, I was kind of confused why you used this monologue for a dramatic monologue. And then I see you do performing it. And you made me think of the play differently now, blah, 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 because I decided to perform it. Because in the movie, it's just a guy laying on the ground going, like, he looks high. And he's mm-hmm. like, it was Rosencrantz. He looks high and he's like, you know, do you think we're alive? Basically like that. Like, <laughs> Wait, they have a movie? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I need, haven't I seen need it. To see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm just, I saw the clip of it and I was sitting there and I was like, I like mine better because I yell in mine and <laughs> hit my hand on the ground. Gosh, they do. Yeah. Holy mackerel. All right, but last night I saw a play. Gary Oldman's in it. Yeah. Wow. Last night I saw a play, though, um, The Children of Eden. Yes. How was that? Um, it's good. It takes. It's um about uh, Adam and Eve. Is that mm-hmm. a play or a musical? A musical. Oh. Um, it's about Adam and Eve, and then that's the first act with Cain and Abel mm-hmm. in the first act as well. And um, okay. the main character is God, or how they call it, Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second act is Noah and Noah's Ark. But the whole entire play is super uh, biblically inaccurate. Um, for example, um, in the script, Eve and Adam were both spawned in at the same time, um, and Eve received her name first before Adam. Mm. Yes, it's fairly inaccurate. Yeah. Um, also, I heard that last year they did not decide to do that play because it was fairly inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Parents complained about it. But it was a good play. I liked four actors. If I was a recruiter for Snow College, I'd talk to them. But mm-hmm. yeah. That's um, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, isn't like God like the antagonist? <laughs> well,. Someone said that in a rehearsal, yes, but I don't see how he would be the antagonist because he's learning a lesson just like the protagonist in every single story. For example, in the beginning, uh, he is learning how to become a father through this whole entire play. Mm-hmm. He is basically the protagonist. Um, he's learning how to become the pro- Every protagonist has a tr- road to, tra- to travel. God was the protagonist and he traveled through that road. Mm-hmm. For example, at the beginning of the play, he... Um, he was super happy with his children until they disobeyed him. Then he got mad, and then he stopped talking to Adam and Eve. And then he talked to Cain and Abel, and Cain killed Abel. And so he gave him the mark of Canaan, hmm. which is just an X on the face. That's what yeah. the costumers decided to do. And so, um, so he's li- so he's God is on stage. He's on the most of the time. He's watching down and everything, and he's trying to be harsh to the people that disobeyed him. And um, very at the end where um, one of Noah's sons that chose his wife with the mark of Canaan, 
Um, they were trying to. They're saying they're going to kill her, throw her off the uh, ark because mm-hmm. she has the mark of Canaan. And so basically, <laughs> Noah was like saying all this stuff, and and there's this whole song or monologue that a uh, that girl that has the mark of Canaan on Noah's ark is talking to God, saying, "Is the rain still going on because of me? Uh, should I throw myself off? Would that make you happy, God?" I want the world to be in peace all that stuff showing that that girl has a different opinion different mindset than canaan from back then she's a different person but with the same mark as canaan and god realized that she's a different person she has nothing to do with back then so god forgave her forgave her forgave noah and stopped the rain let them find dry land and gave out the rainbow to re-say that they wouldn't do the flood again. God is going through the process of, I guess, racism in a sort of way. Um, because what Canaan did, therefore his children's children's children shall be cursed. So God is the one that's dealing with all this. He's not the antagonist. The antagonist would be most likely Canaan and the snake. Cool. That was a great interpretation. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so I go on a lot of rants if you know me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, inside out. Inside out. Inside out. I don't know about inside out, but um, no, like it, it's an expression, not the movie. Oh, oh. I, was, I was like, what do you have against the movie? That's a good movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have something wrong against Inside Out. Angry is not the right shade of red. <laughs> like that was one of my favorite Pixar movies for a while. It's a good movie. I it's, like that. It's movie. up there for me. It's good. I love Amy Poehler. All right, what's the second topic, Austin? Theater programs and colleges. Theater programs and colleges. Do you want to start with Snow College right now? Talk about sure. our theater program, guys. Join the our join Snow College and its theater department. I like I like this theater department. Yeah, yeah. We have awesome people like Drew Brown. Say hi, Drew. Hi. We all we also have awesome people as Boston Smith. Hi. I was waiting for you to say say hi, Boston. Say hi, Boston. <laughs> hi. Um, and we also have trash like Michael Moya. Hi. <laughs> what are you even talking about? <laughs> I'm getting scolded. Love you. Love yourself. <laughs> get, um, take my love. Gets a lead in the um, first musical of the year. <laughs> first, mu- first musical I come across gets a lead. Uh, um, but I won't be around next year, so you won't have to leave for too much Same longer. with Drew, sadly. Mm-hmm. I think oh. I'll, I, I'll try to get some more people to get into this podcast, or else I'll do a solo podcast for a while. Oh. <sighs> um, no one wants that. No! <laughs> Just me rambling on the whole entire time. But our theater program is nice. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, you don't want to start at those four-year colleges or else you're not going to have any shows under your belt in your first year because all, gonna have all you'll be doing is just working backstage mm-hmm. or just, I don't know, working as like an assistant stage manager. Or just like, you know, just behind the acting process. Yeah. Um, but I like this place. Like uh, Andy, for example, great teacher. Great teacher. Mm, great yes, teacher. of course. Uh, he teaches... Oh, my gosh. He's a very nice dude. Um, but like, he's super nice to the point where if he's, if he says he's disappointed in you, you, you want to commit suicide. I don't know if I'd go with that. <laughs> I don't know. That. You hide inside your shell, basically. You He'll just he, make he, you rethink your life. <laughs> just like, where, why did I get here? Like, I remember for, uh, one rehearsal, I was, just, I did not have my A game singing and he like looked at me during rehearsal 
and like backstage in our dressing room. He's like, Michael, you can do better. It just stared at me and I stared back at him, didn't know what to say. Warren, <laughs> Warren broke the ice and he's like, Andy, you have nice you have a such a nice smile. And then Andy looks at Warren, thank you, and he walked out of there. I was like, ah. oh, I can't I can't remember if I told this story before, but on this podcast, uh but uh, in script analysis last year, uh, a lot of us hadn't read the chapters in the book, and so he was like, <gasps> "No, I, that's not what you're supposed to do." Sorry, I keep on going. No, uh, so he was, uh, he was like, "I'm." He he threatened to give us a quiz. <laughs> uh, then he was like, "I'm gonna look each of you in the eye and say I'm disappointed." Oh no! <laughs> I would have rather a quiz. <laughs> no. I read the entire book that night. <laughs> I imagine. Dear Lord, I wouldn't. Oh, my heart would be broken. Oh my gosh! Oh my! In my acting one class, when we were doing scenes, uh, mm. our first round of scenes, one guy came in late, and freaking Andy was so pissed. He was like, "Next time, don't knock on the door. Just come right in." Oh my gosh! Andy's a nice guy until you mess up. Yeah, or literally like try and get on his nerves. Yeah, I I don't think anyone has tried to get on it. Has anyone tried no. to get on his nerves? I, mean, I don't know no if anyone tries. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing anyone's like purposefully done. I, I say hand, I say hand, I say hi to Andy about once a day, uh, because uh, what is it? One of my dealing with life class. I go from there back home, and Andy's in his office, and I pass by his office all the time. I say hi to him. He's like, "Hello, Michael." Yeah. He's like, oh, "Okay." I. <laughs> I call him out on his spelling. No, not that sounds like it's like a jerk thing to do. Like you don't like it sounds disrespectful. It's a thing we like. It's a mutual understanding we have, and so I just joke with him about it, and <laughs> and so I feel like I bug him with that. I tried to back off. <laughs> yeah. uh, in theater history, the other day he like missed a word or something, oh, and no. then like everyone was like, "What?" But I said it loudest. And we've already had that running thing. And so he was like, Boston, I appreciate it, but it gets on my nerves sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. And the other day, he was just like, if you're going to dish, you got to take it back. I would want to be in a play that's uh, directed by Andy, but mm. I don't think I'll get the chance to. Maybe. Midsummer. Midsummer. I, 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 my high school never taught me any Shakespeare stuff, only some dick jokes that he made. That's the only thing. Dude, you got the whole summer to practice. A show, a show with Andy is as good as you... I mean, I don't want to say as good as you can get, but it's it's up there. I mean, Andy's a huge fan of Shakespeare, so... Mm-hmm. I mean... He, he, wait, hold on. He told me my Gilderstone and... My Rosencrantz and Gilderstone monologue during auditions for Pride and Prejudice... Um, he stopped me in the middle of it as, you know, how, what he does and gives you notes and mm-hmm. tells you, tells you to do this instead with the thing. Uh, when I performed it, he said that would be a great one to use for a Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. But, so use it for, mm-hmm. uh, well. Because of how I perform said, it. You, you said you did it dramatic. Yes, I did it dramatic. Midsummer's a very comedic It's play. very comedic. Yes, I know. I mean, it's that's still Shakespearean, though. That's mm-hmm. why I'm so sad that it won't be here next year. Because that's, I that's one that of my... Because I have done it before, but I was a very minor character. So, but I, won't, but uh, I feel like if I auditioned, I would be like at least like one of one of the major ones, to be honest. Um, I know we don't have the topic on here, but I kind of want to talk about the season. For now. Do you Go guys ahead. know what the season is? All I, I know is two confirmed shows. Oh, what's the second confirmed show? I only know um, Mitch. Josh is... Directing another show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about these people who think they're in hell. No Exit, yeah. It's called No Exit. It's basically... The musical is Beauty and the Beast. 
That's confirmed. What? That, yeah, they have the whole. That's season. it. I got my costume for Beast right here. <laughs> they have the whole season. Like they announced it at UTA and everything. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, Wait. So what are the and shows? And there's two. There's two others, and I can't remember. Oh well. So they so they're doing uh, Midsummer, uh, No Exit, Christmas Carol. They do that every other year. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Beauty and the Beast, and then I can't remember what it's called, but it's a show by Steve Martin. Steve Martin. I'm looking up all the shows right now. I'm oh. on my phone. I want to do no exit. So that means yeah, I can't be in. that's going to be in the black box, yeah. I think. I don't know if that's 100% confirmed. Well, if I do no exit, that means I can't do Midsummer. then. Steve Martin, please. I don't, I don't know. Um, that's how it's been going so far in these I don't want to like spread rumors. <laughs> We've said it already in the podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I mean like don't quote me on the black box part but oh, okay. th- those those are like I think pretty sure those are confirmed plays unless we have like what we had this year with yeah. Fiddler on the Roof and Joseph yeah Meteor Shower uh, uh let's see what are we I think you can see, find it on the website Picasso, Picasso at the Lapin Agile it's oh dear uh, Picasso at the Lapin Agile yes oh, okay. it's about Albert Einstein and Pablo Picasso, Pablo Picasso who are at a bar uh, and then they meet a whole bunch of other people. And, it just yeah. sounds like a comedy. It is. Okay. So it's going to be a lot of comedic plays next well, year. Well, Steve Martin is a comedic guy. But uh, also he wrote Bright Star, which is like not the most comedic musical actor. It's a great musical. I I don't know much about it, but what I do know, it doesn't sound like the most uh, comedic. It's playing at the Hale Center Theater right now all the way till May 2nd. I'd, uh, yeah. I'd want to do No Exit. It sounds good. It sounds like a good plot. Uh, also, Josh, I know how his directing works. I can mm. I can work with him there. Um, yeah, uh, Beauty and the Beast. I, I yeah, I, I want to be in that. Um, LeFou is one of my fa- is one of my dream roles. I ooh, I don't know. Guest on. I don't know. I, I, next year, I would just only do a Midsummer Night's Dream and then probably like stage manage one show. But I don't know if I. Yeah, you got an ASM before you stage manage. Should oh really yeah okay Sh- then all this should I audition for. Gaston or um, Gaston, Gaston, blah, 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 blah. Gaston or um, the Beast. I think it's good to keep your mind open to all the roles. Oh, obviously, but like, I mean, like preparing an audition piece for a certain character. Oh yeah. What about the clock guy? <laughs> clock guy. Oh, dear, uh, I wonder Cogsworth. How... Yeah, Cogsworth. Cogsworth. I don't. I don't know. I think you could do both. Mm. I think you could do both Gaston and Beast. Would a Scarlet Pimpernel song be? I don't know much about Scarlet mm. Pimpernel, but from what I know about it, it might be good for Gaston. Mm. I'm trying to think of a good song to do. Uh, anyway. Anyway, but that's that. That's a next, conversation for another time. Next season sounds good. Um, yeah, next year's season. I I hope to come and see the shows. Mm. I'll be around. I'll just say, hey mom, want to go for a car trip? Want to go on a road trip for like two hours to see a snow college show? So it's going to be a Midsummer Night's Dream. So, like, in order yeah. from, like, you know, fall, I believe that was in the order. fall 2022, yeah, spring 2021. So it's a Midsummer Night's Dream, No Exit, Christmas Carol, Beauty and the Beast, and then the, the like, Albert Einstein yeah. Yeah. also play. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I would go. Uh, so basically, No Exit would be in November. I prob- Most likely, yeah. And would a Midsummer Night's Dream be I think that's in their first show. September or October? Uh, September, October. I, I don't know. Because uh, the first year I was here, we had our Shakespeare show in October. Mm-hmm. But then also this year, they had our first show in September. So, I don't know. It's, it seems like it's different every year. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's going to be fun. 
Yeah, it sounds like it'll be a fun season. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I my plan is to be long gone. I mean not <laughs> long gone. I'll be like I'll be back home. But like my plan is to not be a student here anymore after this year. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um but yeah, so we also have Brad. Um and Josh. I think Brad's oh, never mind. Retired. Brad is leaving. Brad's, Brad's retiring. Yeah. Is this his last year? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We do have Josh. Who's going to be the new dean? Um, Andy, most likely. No, never mind. For the whole entire art department, I don't know. But Andy seems like he's most likely going to be the one that's taking over their well, drama department. Then. The the dean, I think. I don't know who's going to be the dean. Maybe we shouldn't speculate like this on a podcast where oh. everyone can hear it. Yes, but, yes. Yeah. That, that. We also have Josh. <laughs> yeah he's a good director um he makes you focus on a lot of character stuff a lot yeah um Gosh, cool. we also have um who's the director for odyssey uh trent. trent trent i haven't met him yet but what do you guys think about trent? trent is a great guy i haven't worked with him as a director but i like him as a fellow and, a, and he's a cool he's a cool dude coolest mustache too oh yeah we also have gina part of the uh uh, the, 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 the Costum- costuming. Mm-hmm. costuming she's super nice I like her we got Melinda what and we got Melinda we got, we got Melinda yeah. Melinda's cool like we got Melinda she did Pride and Prejudice yeah um so <clears throat> what dream roles do you guys want to get if I, I if I was in a Midsummer Night's Dream the role I'd, I'd want would either be Demetrius I mean, Lysander or I mean the, no overall not just limited to one play Overall, uh, overall, my most coveted role that I want is Jack Kelly in Newsies. Jack Kelly in Newsies, all right. It's a role I don't know if I'd ever be able to play, but I my dream role is Harold Hill in The Music Man. I would that would be like that's the dream. That is the dream role. Um, any role in a play that goes wrong, I adore that play. Um. Mm. I'm trying to think who I. Wait, I want to be Hermes in Hades Town. Mm. That that's my dream role. I want to be King George in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard you sing that song. You you sing it so beautifully though. I like that. I, um, I have there's a recording that exists somewhere, of me singing "You'll Be Back" from Hamilton, and it was recorded when I had a cold, so it's not great. But it was the only time we could record it. I'll be back. And also, I want to be like when I get older. I want to be John Proctor or Reverend Hill in the Crucible. <laughs> That's one of my favorite plays, yeah. like straight plays. Mm-hmm. I I would love to play uh, crap. What's her name? Miss Trunchbull oh in my gosh. Matilda, <laughs> or uh, Fester in the Adams Family. Mm-hmm. Elder Cunningham. In the frickin' Book of Oh Mormon. my gosh. That musical is against my religion, so I am out of the comedy. I am in the same religion as you. <laughs> and I've seen that musical twice. Oh my gosh. Oh, he was I saw it I saw it in London and then I saw it at the Echoes. Oh nice. Um gosh, he was Elder Cunningham. I would I'd love... pay to see that. I would pay. Well, I would hope so, and that you're not just <laughs> sneaking Breaking in. in. <laughs> I mean, only, only if you were in it, I'd pay to watch it, but other than that... I I, ooh, I think you just watch him up until the part where they reach Africa, then you possibly like leave, 
I'm not sure because once, well, once yeah. they... He has a much bigger part. Heard, like, like, most of yeah, the, I know. Most of the songs have like swear words. Yes, in once they reach Africa. Once they touch right. the ground of Africa, it gets down. I'm going to count how many songs are explicit. <laughs> oh my god! Because it's not hey, that many. A lot of the a lot of the songs are not marked as explicit. One, I found out. Two, three, four, five. There's only five in the cast recording that are explicit, but yes, there are a few that have some touchier topics, <laughs> such as songs I like believe. "Baptize Me." Such as songs like "Baptize Me." Turn and twisted into a musical on Broadway. You have to get the rights from Star Kid for that. <laughs> Easy. They'll just pay it. <laughs> They'll just what? Uh, okay. Oh. Okay. Star Kid will pay us to get their no, rights. No, Broadway or like whoever. They will pay for the rights, and then boom, there you have it—a Tony Award-winning musical. I don't. I, I, I don't seen know any musicals from Star Kid. Or just start it on in off Broadway and see if it's good enough for Broadway. Boom. Because it's a very like touchy, touchy thing, um, that. Only like a lot of drama kids would get, mm-hmm. but like adults would possibly be like, eh, he's touchy topic topics. But well, that's what Broadway is for, right? <laughs> yeah, but only against certain people. They don't like it. The gun aimed back at them. True. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's a whole musical called Book of Mormon, the musical. Yeah, but it's aimed at it's people aimed. that don't. It's aimed at not them. Yeah. Wait. What? Wait. Okay. What are you? I'm broad, broad Broadway is usually more atheistic, I guess. Not, and they're more satirical sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by the gun aimed at someone else instead of themselves. Because if it, so, if you're making, they if, like to make fun of other people, but they don't like when people make fun of Broadway. Yes, same thing with Hollywood. They don't like it when you make fun of Hollywood, but Hollywood loves <laughs> to be made fun of because, like, the movies that are like. Like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, well, but it's, it was it's a, a love, love letter. letter. It's a love letter to Hollywood, but also you see like when they're filming it, and it's like this. Oh yeah. The dude misses, his, forgets his line, and it's yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yes, know? but like for example, um, Ricky Ricky Jarvis, everyone got furious. Ricky Jarvis. So, yeah, uh, when he said his, his monologue, monologue, people were furious by his monologue, oh, and he was like that type of can. that type of joke when you point out their flaws mm. instead oh my of gosh. their jokes. You have one rude joke to mm-hmm. Judy Dench. <laughs> But so that, that that's exactly what they try to avoid and not vote mm. for. And it was his last time ever hosting the Globes. So. He said that like five years in a row. He he's been trying to get himself fired, but they keep on getting him back. He even says even like the two thousand like I think the thirteen two thousand thirteen. I mm-hmm. I might be wrong on that, but he in his opening monologue he says they keep on getting me back. <laughs> Why? Because of the money? No, they he he gets back. He keeps on doing this stuff because all his opening monologues in the Golden Globes has been offensive towards Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But he's try, he accepts it so they don't hi- hire him again. There's something. But he's failed. There's mm-hmm. something about being unapologetic. Yes. That makes people want you more. Yes. It's like it's like me giving you a high five. I slap you in the face and I put up my hand for another high five. You're like he won't do it this time. You reach for a high five. I slap you in the face. Mm-hmm. He did that six times so far to Hollywood. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, I'll give them a high five again. And that's why he's like, stop! <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to have a host at this year's Oscars, sadly. Yeah, I knew that ever since last Oscars. 
So uh, we need John Mulaney, dude. John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. We need them to host the Oscars. We need John Mulaney to host the Tonys. We need Boston Smith to host the Oscars. There you go, Boston. I mean that that'd be cool. I need to get as long I need as you to get the movie first. You, you have to delete everything in your past first before you go host Oscars. So yep, you are a new person in Hollywood. What past? Just just completely delete everything you own. Start from scratch, and then then you become a host. <coughs> What's the next topic? Yes, next topic. We went through a lot of topics. Um, so. We did dream roles, uh, diary of wimpy kid, and childhood books slash movies. Yes, yes, uh, yes. We talked a lot about politics inside this, even though we tried to avoid it. This politics, is politics, politics. Sorry, we talked about <laughs> politics so much in this episode. That is the first. Oh dear lord. Okay, this is we're going to. Okay, diary of anyway. wimpy kid. <laughs> Screw that topic. Okay, here we go. Um, I actually loved the first two movies of Diary of Wimpy Kid, but then ever since Dog Days, it was like a little bit downwards. And then they came out with a fourth one, which was a complete reboot, and that was bad. Yeah. Well, I don't think it, it's not a reboot; it's a recasting because it kept on continuing on the last story. Yeah, they kept pretty much the same crew. They just had a new cast. Yeah. I'm, I I did I didn't. I don't know why they made that decision. I saw the first three movies in theaters. Because I was obsessed with this series growing up. I begged my parents to take me to the movies, and I made sure I had every book almost as soon as it came out. Mm. Uh, and so I saw the first three movies in theaters, and I loved them. And I still think they're pretty good. Uh, and then I didn't see the fourth one in theaters because I was kind of over it at that point. I was like, I, I was like screw my past. The first movie is always going to be a gem. Yeah. Always going to be a gem. I I like the second better. I don't know. I think they they took what was good in the first mm-hmm. and then they improved it in the second. Uh they had better animation in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Yes. Uh that matched the books a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. the first one did go for a more hand-drawn hand-drawn approach which was which was good, but I think if to match the style of the books which it it, it was a, a bit more computerized in the books and I mean Whatever, yeah. yeah, whatever. That's not really realistic, but I like the animations, and there were more of them. But mm-hmm. uh, and also, I think that you had more. Ca- it was just people uh, having fun. Yeah. The, well, not that there was that in the movie. I guess they were more comfortable in the second movie. No, oh, yeah. Uh, but I just like the whole fact of like in the first movie, cheese, the cheese touch, and so on and so forth. Oh, all yeah. the classic stuff that set up everything else. Mm-hmm. That's why I said are always going to be gem. It's like Spider Man. One from the trilogy, the uh, Tobey Maguire one. The first one is always going to be a gem for that trilogy. Mm. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth, uh, the fandom refuses to... Uh, wait, what movie? What fourth movie? <laughs> I mean... They're what thi- long haul? They're thinking about, um, I don't know, transferring the movie series to uh, a television series. For oh, Disney yeah, Plus. I heard about that. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think Disney Plus is literally going to get, like, anything on their streaming service. Like, oh, yeah. I heard rumors that they're going to try and make a Percy Jackson TV series for Disney Plus. Like, a, a complete reboot of the Logan Lerman there's series. A, there's, a, there's a book series. I read a few of them when I was younger mm-hmm. called Timmy Failure. Uh, and there's going to be a movie on Disney Plus. I think it's this Friday. Uh, apparently it has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, and it good. premiered at the Sundance Film Festival. That was in Park City, right? Yeah. Is that uh, where it's always hosted? Mm-hmm. I should go there sometime. 
I, well, there's I, hmm, there's a professor here that start that I uh, started the Arizona Sundance Film Festival. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, he goes here. He's part of the history department, um, and he is part of the Libertarian Club. I wanted to talk to him to get more in touch with film, but I was kind of shy, so I didn't talk to him. Mm. But he's here, so I know what he looks like. I can point him out to you guys, but... Yeah, I have a lot of... I have a very long past... I have a very long history with Diary of a Wimpy Kid. (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, I read all of the books, and I... It was all I talked about. I could not read when I was a child, but Diary of a Wimpy Kid was the only thing I could read. Oh, (laughs) I possess all the books still, and I'm possibly going to reread all of them. I I did, but then, like I said, I went through a whole screw my past phase. Mm. Um, and I I don't I don't know I don't really like the books that much anymore. I like the movies more because I feel like the movies have more heart. The books are just jokes, and I mean that's coming from a guy who ba- wrote a play where it's basically all jokes and not much story. <laughs> which will be revised to have more story. Um, yes, yes, I've been hearing about that. But, uh, I don't know, It's there's more in the movies than there is in the books. Yeah. The sure. first one's a gem. And the fir- I think the first three, possibly four, are the highlighted series. I haven't even read the, the most recent books. I, I haven't even read those. But that's my opinion. All right. What's the next topic, by the way? The next topic, Super Bowl commercials. All right. Drew, you watch the Super Bowl because you're a big football fan. Tell us all about oh, the... Far from that. I only watch football when it's the Super Bowl. But that's well, it. Tell us about the commercials. <laughs> the commercials were great, to be honest. Like, another great year for commercials. I wonder how much money they made off of that. Oh. Probably a bunch. Because apparently, like, the average, like, cost for a Super Bowl commercials, like... It's like two hundred thousand, pretty sure. It's like they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. But um, one of my favorite commercials was uh, the baby peanut one. So cute and funny. I heard about that one. Uh, yeah, we've only heard about that. We haven't seen it. Well, if you'd like to explain um, it. Honestly, like all I remember was that they were like at a funeral, like with these other like you know, uh, food icons, and like you know as live figures and the. Um, so apparently Mr. Peanut died, but then apparently like he was being reborn, but then a baby peanut came out. Like a like a mini, like cute version of him, kinda like baby Yoda. Yeah. But <clears throat> then I don't know, like it was trending after that. And it was super like fun. it was super funny. Like one of my friends posted um of uh the text notifications that was going on in his friend group and it was like he captioned it, We live in a society. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um my favorite ones would be the Walmart one. Or the uh, Groundhog Day one mm-hmm. with the truck. Uh, and the Groundhog Day one, they casted every person from the Groundhog Day movie uh, to do this commercial. It was funny to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tom Hanks, he's an older guy, but he uh, he wakes up on the same you exact mean, day. You mean Bill Murray? Bill Murray, not Tom Hanks. Oh, dear Lord, Bill Murray. I was like, who did Tom Hanks <laughs> Bill mean, Murray, granted, not Tom Hanks. Granted, I've not seen Groundhog Day. Yes, yes, yes. But 
<laughs> no, he's in it. Yes. I know Bill Murray. Bill Murray, not Tom Hanks. Um, but Bill Murray, he uh, wakes up in the same day from the movie, and he's like, no, not again. <laughs> and he, like, runs out, and he sees the same things that's happening throughout the day. Like, hey, hey. Like, there's a lot of things, and he's just trying to avoid it. He goes to the town, the center of town, where... He, the main of the majority of the movie starts off and he sees the groundhog and he takes it and he runs the mayor chases after him and he gets into the new truck that they're promoting and he just drives off with it and just restarts his day with the groundhog in that truck in different ways <laughs> <laughs> it's funny um Oh, I was just going to say, there's been a lot of those uh, commercials where it's like reboot of a film. Like there's a, There was mm-hmm. an E.T. commercial not to Oh, yeah, yes. And yeah, and there was Alone. also the Shining one with Mountain Dew Zero. Oh, yeah. So funny. And there was one with Home Alone. And yeah, anyway, that's... Yeah, but the I think the last part of that commercial was uh, Bill Murray uh, coming out of the forest, like all snowy and all that stuff. And he has a, uh, the groundhog and a baby holster on his chest. Mm-hmm. And he's walking and he's like... I know I'm I'm lost. I was trying to follow you. <laughs> and that's how it's, it ended. Anyway, I like that commercial a lot. Also, my favorite Super Bowl commercial, which apparently is very unpopular with everyone else, was a Snickers commercial, I think. Yeah. And it was, li- it was a live commercial. Yeah. A live one, which I like that so much. It was a, like a Westerns coming out, like Western uh, partner guys come out, yeehaw guys come out. Of the bar and is like, hey, what's the score so far? And they said the score of the actual football game uh, live. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And then the studio just catches on fire and just explodes. And live. The, live. <laughs> My goodness. And uh, it just said, you just watch the live commercials, have a Snickers. Like. <laughs> people all right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they have a they have a open they have a sh- certain shot. I know it's fake because they have a certain shot where like they captured nice falling buildings at the time. Mm. And I was like, oh yes, they, th- this is all fake. I know you were saying Walmart. Yes, I I haven't seen any of these commercials. I intend to go and like I'm sure they're on YouTube. I know Walmart did a thing for Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, they did. So they got classic people. They got classic uh, cartoons and modern cartoons and sci-fi people yeah. come in and get their stuff from Walmart delivered. Oh yeah, yeah. A uh, pickup. Basically, you can call Walmart to get whatever you want. They mm-hmm. drop it off for the pickup for you. You go drive your car there. You pick up your ingredients or toys or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like the first the Lego Movie guys come over and try to get one bag. Oh yeah. Um, there's also I forgot what movie it's from, but these alien guys um, <laughs> that they have to deliver to their ship. Uh, right. Guardians of the Galaxy was there. Oh. Um, all that stuff. Uh, I don't remember these classic guys. Bill and Ted was in there as well. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of movie guys there. It was funny. Um, but like the there there's a group of uh, Walmart employees waiting. Just waiting for their pickup and like, where are they? And it cuts to C three PO and R two D two on Tatooine lost. Oh, <laughs> oh I need to see this commercial. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yes. Uh, what's the next topic, by the way, Boston? Uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Ah, oh, yes, the Peanut Butter Falcon. So it's a movie that I am thinking about putting in our film club of what we're going to be watching. Um, it is about a. Uh, Down syndrome guy, 20s, escaping from a retirement home. Mm. Uh, basically, his dream is to become the best wrestler there is. 
that's where the name Peanut Butter Falcon comes in. That's Shia his. Movie, yes, he is. He plays a terrific role too, and uh, so Shia LaBeouf is running away from these mobsters, gangsters, whatever modern day stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, tattoos, and they're chasing after him because he burnt their product, mm-hmm. and so uh, he meets the kid on. He meets he meets the uh, Down syndrome kid on the way, and he starts teaching him about life. And because they're both on the run. He's fine with that. So he starts teaching him about life because all the Down syndrome kid knows, or he's not a kid, but I like calling people kids. Um, but all he knows is what's inside the retirement home. He doesn't have any social skills or anything because he's been kept there for his whole entire life. Okay. And so he teaches him about life skills on how to become a wrestler, all that stuff. And the person, and a person from the retirement home is trying to find him and it's very good it's just about friendship and all that stuff and it's nice he teaches them how to shoot a shotgun and that was pretty nice nice yes is it a comedy it is a comedy it's serious as well um it has realistic blood i believe in there um yes um yeah um what is it there's a scene where they're doing wrestling and uh, someone used a chair to crack open someone's skull Ooh. But yes, mm. it, yeah, it's PG thirteen. So yeah, I was like, oh, okay. This kind of came up, but have you guys watched the movie Hancock? <laughs> no. no. With Will Smith, he's like a drunk superhero who's like trying to find like a redemption arc. <laughs> no, I haven't watched that movie. <laughs> it's so funny. I think I think I've seen like the cover of it, but I don't think I've clicked on it. We should watch it sometime. It's so freaking funny. Okay. What's it called? Hancock. 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 Huh. I think I watched it in class. I, I, it sounds so familiar. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking this one scene where he, he... So he has superhuman strength and, like, superhuman speed. And, like, you know, like... He's basically, like, the ultimate superhero. So... And he, he drinks it all the time. But... But the thing is, he's kind of, like, a rough superhero. So, like, he kind of, like... In order to save the day, he kind of, like, damages half the city, so... Mm. He's, like, that kind of guy. But... Um, it sounds like a kick-ass type of movie. Not not a kick-ass type of movie. Like, the mm-hmm. movie kick-ass type yeah, of movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. there's this one scene where he just, like, throws literally a, gi- a gigantic whale back in the ocean, and he hits a boat. <laughs> and it causes, like, a mini tsunami wave. It's so funny. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like a kick-ass type of movie, so... <laughs> What's the next topic? Yeah. Uh, high school theater kid. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Boston, we're just making a, we're just making jokes about um, everyone in high school theater uh, thinks that they're the shit the whole entire time. Oh. Drew is dying of laughter over there. His eyes are like. <laughs> Do you want to share with the class? Do you want to share with the class? Is it's it... a, it's a video. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's what I was talking about. They have a video of the whale scene. Uh, I'm just no, no, just thinking about it. <laughs> but but continue the topic, please. <laughs> all right. So as you guys know, inside our podcast, we make fun of a uh, drama kids and all that stuff at the mm-hmm. last part. In in good faith, we don't. We yes. Don't, yes. Um. But so like high school theater things such as. You think you're the best person in the world because yep, because you get all the lead slash supporting roles in yes. any play you are in or yes. audition for in high school. Yes. Uh, what was the joke you said, Boston? I forgot all about uh, it. Kids think they're the shit 
I just think I remove the word the, and that's what I think I. Am. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh gosh. I nah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, just the uh, high school theater yeah. things though. We there's always a makeout corner slash sex corner. I've the, I've seen it. it you've seen on, it. It was on the stage. Ah. Not only was it on the stage, it was the hallway leading up to the stage. Oh God. We didn't. Okay, the only place like where I. It wasn't like, you know, the, the spot for a makeout session, but I did hear some stories of how, like, some actors were making out in our makeup room during the performance or during, like, I don't know. There, there's rumors that some people had sex in our dressing room. I, th- that's not real rumors. <laughs> High school didn't have a dressing room or a makeup room or anything. What? We, our stage was in a gym. What? Yeah. Uh, apparently it's in their plan eventually to get an auditorium, but it wasn't when I was there. <laughs> so they, yeah, they just, their scene was in a gym and our dressing room was any classrooms that were nearby. Yes, yeah, so we didn't have uh, these crazy facilities we have here at Snow or that high schools have. It was, uh, yeah, our mics were very echoey. We... We did not have great lights. It was, but I still had good experiences. I would not be where I am. To, I would not be where I am today if if I didn't have my experience in high school, in high school theater, to get to help help me there. Um, for us, to well, a high school's drama department, I they stopped having it. Um, but I wouldn't do why they stopped having it. But the before me, there used to be a bed in the paint room the paint room was literally stage right of the stage and a separate little room having a bed in any room sounds like a horrible idea yes unless it's a room for set pieces <laughs> it was a room for set pieces too oh no um but there's like things stacked on top of each other to make like more room to get higher up to the ceiling and on the tippity tippity top of it because it just gets uh, thinner and thinner and thinner the more you get closer to the corner was a bed Anyway, these uh, kids back then uh, took full advantage of the bed and pillows and such. And the legend goes that after when they were finished and after when anyone was finished, they left a penny behind. We named that bed soon after Penny. I wonder why. Yes. Um, so my first show, I found a pillow in the prop box. How much money is there now? I don't know. I don't think there's any money up there anymore. Oh. But so I pull out a pillow from the prop box and I was like, hey, my character's a bastard. <laughs> Sorry about my language. I, I might as well sleep on this pillow grumpily whatsoever. So I put down my pillow and I start sleeping on it. Three rehearsals later, someone says, that's Penny. And I looked at them. I was like, what's Penny? They told me the story. Like, oh, God, no. So I, th- so I threw it off stage, and I never used that pillow again. That's Christian, pillow. Christian Harvey, he was my, um, he was my uh, double. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, he got the pillow, and he started sleeping on it. I forgot to tell him that the pillow was Penny. Someone else told him about it. We never saw that pillow again. So Did you guys burn it? I think we either burnt it or buried it inside the catacombs. I do not know. I I had to wear a mustache my sophomore year of high school. Both plays was the same mustache. <laughs> I hated that damn mustache. <laughs> after after I blasted musical that year, Little Women, I was like, hey, uh, 
Mr. Teacher, what do, what do you want me to preserve anonymity? Uh, hey, why do you want me to do this mustache? He was like, you can burn it if you want. <laughs> so I did. And I filmed it and put it on YouTube. Really? Mm -hmm. Is the video still there? Yeah. Oh, uh, cool. It, it's not on my uh, Bostonian Presents channel. Uh, it's like I burned a mustache. Um, I think there's a lot of those videos. Yeah, so um, you're not going to find that one specifically. But on channels called Okay, Boston. weird thing about my high school theater department. Girls from the girls' dressing room sometimes came into the guys' dressing room while we were changing, and they did not care in the world, okay. which I just felt like it was extremely awkward, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I don't know about you guys. Do you have any situations like that? No? No. Nope. Toilet's weird. Sorry. But they are. Come to Snow College, by the way. Like I, I said, we never, had some... we never had dressing rooms. Mm. Uh, we used, I, I got that. We used, one as, we used one classroom as a dressing room, which happened to be the theater classroom, so people would, like, go in and, like, they'd have their stuff there, and, like, that's where the snacks would be. But, like, <laughs> we try not to be, like, in there when people were, where people were dressing, because that's weird. What did you call? Uh, for uh, high school? I would... Rather not say on the podcast. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> you don't have to say it over the podcast. Um, Drew? Um, we didn't really have, like, any traditions or any backstories. That wasn't a tradition. Departments, but I don't know. Well, they would put pennies on the bed. Yes, but <laughs> I'm, I, I was just talking about girl... Uh, Girl actor actresses decided oh. to go inside the guy's dressing room for yeah, no apparent no, reason. Yeah, no, we didn't have any girl actors coming into the dressing rooms, and we didn't have any boys coming into the girls' dressing rooms. Well, we were all any, very respectful. We didn't have any guys going inside the girls' dressing room. If they were creepy enough, we kept an eye on them so they didn't get inside. But, um, Harrison told me that, like, I don't know, some girls would would do that last year in the theater department. They would just, like, go inside while the guys Here? were changing. Mm -hmm. Oh? But only, like, only like two or, like, one... For a miracle, there was makeup people there, uh, girls mm -hmm. that was there that were helping us while we were I mean, changing. But I don't think yeah. we didn't care in the world for because they were doing a job. Yeah, I mean, I think people here are just are respectful. Really respectful. They're like, no, yes. no, no, like everyone everyone dressed, and we're like, yeah, no, and they don't mm. come in if we aren't. And I think yeah. people were like that before. I feel like the, I feel like the theater department super respectful, in my opinion, about other people's privacy, which is very good. I like that. No fear. At least when it comes to the dressing rooms. <laughs> oh no. I mean, knowing the tea. Oh no. Oh like drama. No. Uh, okay, well, um, so uh, th this has been act. <laughs> uh, it wasn't anything bad. I was trying to say. <laughs> okay. Just there's drama that goes around in the theater department, and people like to know it. That's what I meant. Anyway, I'm saying I am saying that if you guys are in high school, come to Snow College. We want you here. It's a great start. It's a, it's a great start. Do it. Anyway, this is this has been Act 4. My name is Michael Moya. My name is Drew Brown. And I'm Boston Smith. Uh, follow them on Instagram. My name is Moya.Michael. And my Instagram name is Drew underscore 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 Brown. Um, I'm going to throw out my Twitter instead. Uh, Bostonian Posts. Uh, Congratulations. My, oh, my Instagram so is private. My Instagram's private, and I only let people who I personally know follow me. But you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's public. Well, man, right. congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for beating the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 54. All Woo! right. Goodbye.